I hope that I can figure out technology by the time I'm 35. Wish me luck. Let's see if this, if I can join the two. I accidentally added my last, like, my most recent one to the fucking Porsche project, which is supposed to be a side, like, not affiliated with the last podcast, so I don't, I don't know. Oh, good morning. It's Kilowatt. I have debated whether or not I should even put a podcast out, because usually... When I go through something that's a little bit tumultuous, I like to hermit. Damn, that woman runs a lot. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited for her. That's great. I'm driving home. Sorry. Hello. Um, And this bitch is like always on the fucking road and she's so fit. That's great. I'm that's lovely. I just it was a statement. I didn't mean to complain about it I'm not I just when I see her on the side of the freeway I get nervous for her safety because the roads are narrow here out in the country nobody wants to add to their property taxes so they always vote down extra sidewalks and meanwhile you got fucking 13 year old kids walking home from school on a skinny ass road where cars go 50 miles an hour so there's that (laughs) no big deal I live out in the country where cows are in the front front yard and just chilling nobody's batting an eye on that um I'm actually really glad that I can just hold the the mic up to my fucking face and whisper this usually at work I um, well I mean maybe you know I don't know how to shut the fuck up I don't know when to stop talking I like talking it's comical. I mean, it seems fitting. All of my, uh, astrologically speaking, all of my life energies in the third house of short distance travels, communication, also conjunct Uranus and Venus. So the way that I talk is just very like sporadic and it's always unpredictable. It's on any platform because also Uranus rules technology. So of course I'd be like major on social media and like every fucking facet you can imagine. Oh, a red tail hawk. That is good luck for the journey ahead. <coughs> According to my friend Gigi, that's a thing. And I like it. Um, I, need a, I need to call her. Anyway, um, so where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm driving home. Just dropped Braylon off to school. Thought about doing a podcast couple of times but chose to just cry into my pillow instead it's like happening again like I mean for the million time you guys like this is ever a surprise right like divorce time whoa shocker okay my kid fucked up again Brent was like yo he's gotta go and of course that that's fine like you said that a while ago now the pressure is on that I perform quickly to find a place, which I have been anyway. <coughs> but I think when, like, you really love someone, there's there's a way to kind of, like, float around in denial, flittering in denial. And when you love someone and you're together for as long as we have been... Sometimes it's easy to ignore the fact that you're breaking up and just cuddle and watch a movie and hang out and eat dinner together and just pretend like everything's fine. 
you know, like how we've dealt with every major fucking catastrophic, unexpected event that's come to us. At some point, we go back on down and nestle into the comforts of being together. And it's just what happens when you find someone that you like work with not like uh, occupational but I just mean in life like sometimes you meet people and you're out of sync and and you might really love them and think they're great but like you just don't have the same flow you know like you gotta it's like dancing like you gotta know how to move together and how to like interact and and sometimes like how to read the other and, and it comes in time and that could be the lure of being in a committed partnership because I'm so fucking awkward like when it comes to flirting oh Jesus dude like I'm always being accused of like flirting and it's something that I do inadvertently because I just show interest and fascination in another human like I'm I'm like curious like I like to know more things like I want to know this story I want to know this story I want to know where you came from I want to know about you because I'm just I genuinely like humans like I like them like like I'm not a human I don't know why I call people humans that's weird um specifically tiny humans because people are always like are you referencing a smaller human like a like a like a somebody who suffers from like dwarfism and I'm like no first of all they're not they're not suffering. It's society that's making them suffer because nothing in society is built to fit them. Uh, much like, you know, society doesn't accommodate anybody on the fucking spectrum either. So, you know, like step the fuck off. I meant tiny humans as in a child. Cause I like to say tiny humans, just the same as I call dogs fur babies. Like don't, don't critique the way that I talk back the fuck up. Okay. This is my bubble. You get up in yours. Okay. Stay in your goddamn lane. Anyway, <laughs> How am I feisty with nobody in some type of hypothetical situation I've created on my own fucking podcast? How do I know that? Because I'm sweaty. Good God, man. Learn how to drive. Jesus Christ. It's a garbage truck. It is not a woman. Just drive around. God. Some people. Ugh. I'm sweaty. I'm driving in the sun. Hold on a sec. <laughs> I do this thing where I get like like increasingly agitated I just, I just realized that I'm sweating. Uh, <coughs> like for some of you who are like so in tune with your body, that must be really nice. I bet that's so great. <laughs> the others, on the, on the other hand, might potentially suffer from confusion and, and uh, agitation when they don't understand that they're just sweating. God. Anyway, um. But yeah, back to it. God, so many tangents today. I, uh, I was, I was sent a text from Brent that just said, I can't fucking do this anymore. Jake's pushed his limit for the last time and I'm done. He's got to go. Well, Mr. Watt, let me tell you something. You don't get to look at a mother you know, hypothetically, or, uh, you don't get to send a text to a mother that says your kid has to go without knowing on a core and fundamental level, especially a mother who's so big on loyalty, (laughs) 
Somebody who swore somebody off for simply not saying what they should at the right moment. 12 years of friendship I threw away because somebody couldn't fucking be the person they needed to be to defend my honor without uh, without copping out and playing the card of, well, I've known her longer. Well, fine, know her longer then, because I'm done. That will be the extent of our time together. It's been great. I'm sorry it had to end like this. Farewell. Like, I will cut you off like fucking Edward Scissorhands and not even think twice. Now, Brent, on the other hand... I've spent almost 14 years cultivating a life with this human. That's like a full Jupiter cycle. That's like a big deal. And Jupiter is uh, the ruler of Sagittarius, where I was born December 20th. My third house is Sagittarius. So I'm extremely ruled by uh, Jupiter's themes, I found. Like, I'm very philosophical, and I'm very jubilant, and I have a lot of... um, like broad views on things. Um, I'm very expansive. Like my energy is goddamn contagious. Like I could walk into a room in a good mood and everybody's gonna be laughing. If I'm in a fucking horrid mood, you better walk away. Cause that shit will get everywhere. And that's one of the reasons why it was like, dude, don't make the podcast. Like you're just gonna sit there and like spread all your gross, sad feelings all over everybody, and it's gonna be like Oh my god, is that poop? No, it's just sad feelings. Sorry, it smells bad and it feels weird. I don't know. <laughs> like, that is the extent of that. So Jupiter transits the full ecliptic plane throughout the zodiac from Aries to Pisces. Uh, 12 signs. It takes a, roughly 14 years with, you know, when you factor in retrograde. <coughs> That's where the planets move slower. They don't actually stop moving and it actually has to deal with our perspective of Earth. Anyway, um, tangent. (laughs) So when he said that to me, I said, you don't get to tell me that my kid has to go um, and then be like wildly surprised that I'm moving out. You literally just demanded that my child leave our residence. I'm not going to kick my fucking kid out. I don't really know what your game plan was, but I'm not kicking my kid out of my home ever. So fuck you, number one. Number two, do not continue to tell me that you love me. Don't fucking tell me that fucking bullshit lie. Because when you love someone, you would never make somebody choose between you or their goddamn child. Especially somebody of my fucking fiber and my makeup. Like, you you gotta know, dude, that my kids are everything. They're, they're more than the sun. They're more than the fucking life inside of me. Like, you cannot honestly tell me that making me choose between you or my fucking child is ever the move. <coughs> So when you look at me and you say, he's got to go, you're saying to me goodbye. That is the same. It's absolutely equivalent. That is the same fucking thing. When you say to me, he has to go, you're saying goodbye. 
So don't tell me in a text message that I'm giving you the silent treatment. I am protecting my fucking heart. Okay? I'm not going to speak to you because it makes me want to fucking cry. Okay? If I know that I'm about to lose somebody that I've spent 14 years building a life with, hoping like hell that this can somehow manage to work out, and you fucking crush that with your kids gotta go, I'm gonna cut you off, dude. You're never gonna be part of my circle again. You're done. You're out. It's over. Like, it's way over. And I'm... I'm so grateful for my little sister, Grace. I'm grateful for my my fucking friend, Lisa, fucking Carlisle. Because of the fact that I know that if I didn't have them, I would play this game where I, I just go back and forth with him. Like, it's just when you feel like hell... Sometimes, even though you know that somebody's bad for you, you're going to crawl into their arms at night and you're just going to let them hold you and tell you that they love you, even though you know it's a lie. Because love is unconditional, like real love. The kind of love that doesn't fucking leave you when your kid dies. The kind of love that doesn't fucking leave you when you're falling apart. Like the love that's there, that's sustained substantially present always consistent and steadfast like I could guarantee you if I got cancer this motherfucker would go like I gotta know that like I need to tell myself these things so that I can do it so that I don't climb into the bed that I've had with him for 14 years and cuddle because it feels better to have that instead of falling apart with nothing It's a hard habit to break. <laughs> something, something that my friend Lisa said to me yesterday to pump me up was, um, <laughs> I love her so much because she just continually sent me like messages all day, and um. <laughs> She said, she said that she admires my strength. I told her everything that happened. I think only her and Grace knew what happened. And she was giving me status reports and she said, as of 7.46 p.m., you completed seven hours and 10 minutes of ignoring Brent. Congratulations. (laughs) Because I did. Like, I mean, he would send me messages and I'd be like, what the fuck do you want me to say, dude? You want me to go? Like, fuck you. (laughs) Unless your fucking text is going to be like, please don't go. I love you. Stay. Let's make this work. Like, fuck you okay don't even fucking talk to me we got nothing to talk about unless it's please stay i love you get the fuck out of my goddamn inbox don't ever message me again fuck you bye so (coughs) what lisa said to me yesterday it just really sat with me and it made me feel so much better she said i'm proud of you for making it through this beautiful work day 
Well, you saved and protected countless lives in your own beautiful way as your own cross blazed your burden back. She said that she knows that I love Brent and she sees how much I love about him and the connections we share. But she explained to me, and it's so nice to have a like a smarter, older friend, like just who's a little bit more experienced in life. I mean, not much older, just like just brilliantly wise. And uh, she said there is a crossroads of him emotionally rejecting your son uh, while still maintaining a physical attraction with you and connections. And now I understand that that can no longer be a thing. And she says to me, what do you want for Jacob and Braylon and their happiness? What is the mission, no matter what Brent or anybody else thinks And the mission for my fucking children is their benefit. Like I will push every ounce of my life energy through my body to lift them up before I go. That's what parenting is. If you do it right, that's what it is. You don't do it because you know they're going to take care of you. Like you exert everything just to to make them rise higher than you ever could because that's what this is. Like if you fucking love your children, that's what you do. Like you can still be there. Like to be there is a beautiful thing, but like there's just something about... That, that last final push of life reserve energy that, that is only to benefit your child's quality of well-being in life itself. And it just, I can't explain to you what parenting is for me. So for somebody to tell me to pick my fucking kid or them, like, but it's somebody that I love. It's somebody that I have loved and I'm so fucking mad, dude. Oh God, I'm so mad about that. This is just so fun. It's so fucked up, dude. It's fucked up. You want to play that good game? I'm a good guy. I fucking do good shit. Well, fuck you. This is bullshit. What you're doing is an asshole move. Like, I don't, like, you don't, you don't expect me to honestly pick you, right? Like, you know that I can't pick you. So this is your out? Is this it? Why not just be a fucking dude and tell me? Look, it's not working. I'm out. Why do you have to pull me through this emotional bullshit? Anyway. (coughs) So he says to me. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I had to figure out where the text was. Uh, So after I ignored him, he said, okay, well, the point has been taken. I hope you know the silent treatment doesn't help things. (laughs) I hope you know what you're doing. Take care of yourself. I won't bother you anymore. I know exactly what I'm doing, you fucking asshole. Okay, I'm picking my fucking kid. I hope you know what you're doing because you're throwing away a perfectly good life with somebody who would have fucking died for you because you're weak and you're a fucking coward and you're, you're a fucking asshole. 
And I just, I'm not going to continue to do this fucking bullshit anymore. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I can't get enough moving boxes. I'm supposed to go meet Lisa and grab some moving boxes. Instead, I decided to sit here and podcast and fuck around on my phone because that's what I'm really good at. Um, but yeah, still with the text. Good morning. Have a great day. Enjoy the sun. You know what? I'm going to enjoy the fucking sun. I'm going to be the fucking sun. Because I have everything inside of me to get through this goddamn nightmare. And I feel like I've been saying that for a while now. 2K20 has been a dick. Like, I know that it's supposed to, like... I, I saw the transits, okay? Like, I'm an astrologer. So I was looking at the transits, and I was... I remember, like, three years ago, I started a support group. <laughs> like an astrological support group that nobody joined because they didn't get it but it was for this period of time that I saw coming and I was like yo (laughs) oh shit my my life's about to get lit the fuck up (laughs) and I can see it like when I look at other people's charts and I see their transits I can tell like you can see it so clear as day like when their life's gonna be going through the hellfire storm and like Usually when you get the opportunity to gla- like glance at someone's chart, it's like when things are kind of harmonious because they're just morbidly curious. Like, oh, like what else could go wrong? And then and then you look at it and you're like, oh, don't cling on to anything else. Don't hold on to anything because the more you hold on, the more you get dragged. And the biggest thing that you could do for your own well-being is to release whatever it is that you have decided you need uh, to allow what you want, uh, no, let's see, the biggest thing you could do is release what you want to allow what you need to come into play, and sometimes life needs to kick your ass so that you can let go of whatever you're holding on to that is dragging you, and I've been holding on to this for a long time, and it's finally time to let go, and I put a a cover photo up uh, that said day one or one day you decide yesterday was day one this is day two I'm going to keep going I'm going to keep trudging on because I just think that I have so much more to give to this world and I have so much more strength to show my children and just brilliance and in sunshine to live and walk through I'm not going to sit in a dark room anymore I will not continue to climb into the arms of somebody who lies when they say that they love me. Because when you love someone, you would never, ever make them choose like that. That's like, that's like asking a fish to choose air over water. It's not possible. I will never be able to pick anyone but my fucking kids. It's still just astounding to me. I'm sorry. It just... I have like a frog throat or whatever. Like my voice is comparable to like an eight-year-old boy. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to do like a side tangent because I thought it was so funny. So I went into Walgreens today. The staff at the Oregon City Malala or like Oregon City Malala Avenue Walgreens. They're just phenomenal people. Like, and I just love them. I do. I really like Barb. I think Barb's the best. (laughs) I still do. I just do the customer service. 
uh, <laughs> surveys not to win $3,000, but just to go on and on about how great Barb is. <laughs> So I just like, I think she's just like so refreshed by my honesty. Like I come in there and I'm wearing my fucking pajamas. Like I'm getting makeup. Like I'm not going to look good getting makeup. Like I am tired. My fucking dude is like being a dick and tell him, well, he's not my dude anymore. Day two. Focus, Kayla. Um, It's going to take me some time to not reference him as my guy because he's just not. And so, and he hasn't been, he hasn't been. It's just. It's just because, like, we live together. So, like, I need to get the fuck out of here so I can quit falling into this goddamn trap. So, anyway, I walk into Walgreens and Barb's there. And she's like, oh, what's up, Kilowatt? <laughs> like, she does because she's so cool. And I was like, word, homie. And I, like, walk back. I, like, do my little march back to the fucking L'Oreal section because I'm a fucking high-maintenance bitch. And I go back and I'm, like, having a debate with myself. Like, okay, what kind of eyelashes do I want? I like something that says I'm overly dramatic but not so much crazy that I'll drive this shit off a bridge. And I was trying to weigh the thickness of the band and the lash width. And it was a lot. There was a lot of calculating going on in the back aisle. So I was, I was, uh... I was chilling in Walgreens and I I yelled up to Barb. I said, I'm so glad that the coronavirus hasn't killed you yet. <laughs> and she started laughing. She goes, Oh my god, do you did you do you have the coronavirus? I said, Oh God, no, but if you know anyone that does, please let me know so I can go lick them. Cause I would like to have two weeks off for quarantine that would be covered under fucking regroup that I know for a fact that that shit would be covered under regroup. I would like two weeks of vacation, please. I know that I can't afford it. I know that I can't fucking afford it, but a bitch can dream. Okay. And if, if I'm, if I'm being so honest, like the fact that I'm at a place in my life where I'm hoping that I get the coronavirus, that I'm jealous of people who have it. <laughs> <coughs> no, what I have is an obnoxious ass fucking head cold with allergies, which I discovered yesterday because my fucking contacts kept getting all cloudy. And that's the only thing that happens when I get allergies. And I know what it is because it's that white filmy shit that floats around in your eyeball because you got fucking, you need antihistamine is what's going on. Like you're reacting to the pollen that's floating around in the air. And so I breathe the pollen in and then now on top of having this obnoxious head cold and this eight-year-old boy voice, I now get to have fucking allergies. (laughs) So it didn't help. It doesn't help my case when people look at me skeptically like I have the coronavirus. And so I'm sitting there and I said, "Uh, no, but please tell me if you have any info on who has it, let me know because I'd like to have a vacation. (laughs) And we started laughing and then I uh I had a fella get on my bus yesterday who is so eccentric actually. Uh he gave me his card. At the end of the journey, he gave me his card and he's like, You are a very unique individual and I never do this, but I just like wanna know who you are. And I said, Oh, well, you can listen to my podcast because everything that I am and everything that I have been is just being spit out into the ether in hopes that it'll someday make me internet famous. So I can lounge and eat tacos and talk about more shit. Um, <laughs> I really like bus driving, though. I mean, I'd still do it, but I go down to part-time. I mean, Jesus. 
I'm not, I'm not dumb. Obviously I need to preserve my life energy for bigger and better things, but I have bills and now I'm going to have bigger bills because fucking asshole over here is kicking me out of the house, uh, on some type of like grounds that he can't handle it anymore. (coughs) Anyway, the gentleman that got on my bus yesterday rolls up and I thanked him for making eye contact before stepping in front of the bus. He said, well, of course I don't want to die. I said, well, that's a good thing. And he goes, well, sometimes. And I said, well, you're not alone. And he started laughing and he's like, well, I have been told I'm crazy. He said, but you know, never suicidal. Uh, and then he goes, well, sometimes, and I started laughing and I said, and I know it's not okay. It's not cool to joke about suicide, but it is fucking prevalent, especially from someone who's been suicidal. Like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you exactly what I told this fucking dude. He goes, well, sometimes he goes, I don't really know how to explain it. I said, well, let me try. He said, okay. Mind you, this is with a bus full of people. Like, fucking, this is my six o'clock rush hour run, and I have, like, standing room only, and me and dude are having some type of, like, conversation about suicide, and I'm about to explain to him what he actually is versus being suicidal. So, I'm a complete stranger. Like, I think I've met him once on the 33, and I remembered that after we talked for a bit, because his voice kicked in in memory. And um, he says to me, Okay, well, you try. And I said, okay. I said, I don't think that you're suicidal. I just think that you're kind of apathetic. I think that you've run out of fucks to give. I didn't say fucks because I was at work. Um, You ran out of things to care about um, because you circled around in this fucking DMV parking lot that is life. And you're looking for a goddamn parking spot because your weary bones are tired. And you're running through the checklist of bullshit you got to do that day. Like you woke up and you're like, woohoo, I made it. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and then you look around at your shithole house and you're like, fuck, I need to clean this place. And you're like, God, I have to go to the DMV first. So you get in your car, or you get on the bus or you get on your bike or you walk. Like you get to the fucking parking lot that is DMV in this world that is just life. It's a, it's a, like a comparison to us being in a daily existence And you circle the lot, you're looking for a parking spot, you're looking for a place to set your shit down, and you're, like, getting restless, because you're not able to find a spot. Okay, finally, you found a spot, now you go and you gotta pull a number, and then you gotta sit down, then you're running through the bullshit you have to do, you gotta go grocery shopping, and then while you're grocery shopping, you have to remember that the IRS sent you notifications, you gotta call them, and set up payments, because God knows you only make enough to eat, but they're gonna know that you make enough to eat, so that obviously means you owe them some goddamn money. (laughs) We're not even gonna talk about student loans, Jesus Christ. Um... (laughs) There's a reason why I have a public service job, because I think when I actually start making payments for 10 years, I might be able to forgive like $3,000. Woo! Anyway. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was talking about the student loan forgiveness program. Anyway. uh, And so I explained to him, I said, like, you're just, you're you're like considering all this shit you got to do every fucking day. You got to be places on time. You got to show up. You got to fucking shape up. You got to do everything that's required. You're tired. 
you're fucking tired and you just want to lay there and tan in the sun and like smell the trees and be part of life and experience things and you're working to the bone you're working and not only that you got health shit you got kids you got fucking partner drama you got car problems fucking god damn it credit card debt like just fuck it yeah I don't think you're suicidal man you're over it like I get that I am with you let's go I am ready for some type of revolution so we can flip the system over and fucking clean the slate because it's exhausting. We're tired. That's what this is. This is not suicide. This means we're fucking tired and we're over it. We're just done. And that's what this is. Like, if you fear that you're suicidal, I'll tell you right now you're not. You're just you're just like kind of fucking done with everything else. And so when you hit that point in the road and you're like, yo, I don't know if I'm suicidal, but I like, I might be just reevaluate the bullshit you got in your life and change it up, change it, go drink a beer by yourself at a bar in the sun, like enjoy your day. Okay. This is Kilowatt. I have to go get ready for work now. I hope you're having a lovely morning. Thank you for listening to my eight year old boy voice. I hope, I hope to talk to you soon. Okay. Love you. Bye.